Broadcasting Network. Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer. Welcome, podcasters, and we'll continue in our program. Um, you know, something that's been very hot in the news, and it might be a good way to introduce material because um, we're all hearing about it, and it's kind of understanding. It was this uh, Anthony Weiner, who was this uh, uh, young Democrat, um, a very extraordinary guy. I, mean, I remember hearing him and seeing him as very... He was very intelligent and aggressive and a real liberal. Um, and then, as you, I'm sure you're hearing the news that he's, uh, um, he was uh, on Twitter and doing some illegitimate kinds of things for his political status. He uh, tweeted his wiener. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's funny that they use that. His name really <laughs> links to a whole male syndrome of men that uh, that no matter what what else they're doing in life, it seems like uh, that syndrome and the power of that um, 
sexuality is always is there and it kind of gets mixed up in other things and it loses its boundaries and it goes into other areas because of its uh, its, um, its power and its possibility of aggression and so on. So Anthony Weiner syndrome, living one way at at the level of appearances and image, and another way, the invisible part of our life. The lies that we may tell to ourselves and other people. Um, so let's first maybe just start that. Living what the appearances are, what people see of us, and the reputation we have from that visibility and yet there's something going on underneath. And we all have it. We all have that. Um, what people know of us, and that we're usually not transparent, and they don't know uh, different levels of us. Um, and then when, sometimes when that's revealed in different ways, not just uh, sexually, but in other ways, of honesty and your word meaning something and intense that weren't hidden from the visibility of what's going on. Um, so for us podcasters and three of us on the show, to be thoughtful about two levels of life, visible and invisible. So let's start, Ray, with you. Um, what do you, what's your take on the Wiener syndrome and your own life about the visible and the invisible? Any? I just need to say we we all got some Wiener in us. <laughs> right. It's stupid but true. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, we all, yeah, guilty. I mean, I'm guilty too. You know, especially my past. You know, so, and then you have Arnold too, and you have, I mean, you got it all over the place. But then with me, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm guilty, you know. I mean, I haven't been guilty in as much in this relationship that I'm in currently or not in. But, um, you know, in past relationships, discretions, yeah, you know, they're there. I mean, I didn't, you know, thank God I'm not a tech guy. You know what I mean? Or else I'd be even more trouble. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, thank God I don't know how to you know do any of that kind of thing. How about you? Okay, um, I I consider um, the feeling. My thought all my life has been, particularly when I got into the career of psychotherapist, was that what I did outside that office was going to be very important because I couldn't do one thing in the office for the tr- um, trying to come to the truth, trying to have, uh, trying to know people deeply, uh, the compassion of their lives as they speak to me at, at a, a very deep level, the confidence they have in me um, to keep, I never reveal that material and so on. So I always knew that, well, not always, I got, began to get on to it, that they're not two separate things anymore. 
what goes on in the office and for other people, whatever the profession is, the life in the office. Uh, for some people, you know, the, the offices can uh, consist of many people. And, and clients, different kinds of clients, law, doctor, sales, all that stuff. And stepping into my other world, the personal world, the worlds, the dialogues I have with myself. When I, when I began to see that, if my life in the outside was not true, and I was really um, catching myself, lying to myself, or doing, um, doing things with a different kind of intent, I realized I couldn't be really true to that office um, unless I worked really hard on myself to uh, have those uh, consilience between what I was doing in the office as a therapist and um, outside the office. Um, now, so well, you have a super tough job, though. I mean, if you're doing, you don't have two sets of books, so y- you can't have a secret life then. I mean, if you're going to be accountable the way you are in the office in the outside world, you're that's a that's a big that's a big deal. Yeah, and I think it is for all for 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 all of us, our podcasters and we in this room, to really for a moment begin to get the feel of of uh, my visible life to do with my image and. And what I want to let the world see of me, and um, the invisible life of the dialogues in my mind, the way I am domestically, wife, children, um, friends, and so on. Uh, do I continue to be a truth sayer, and or do I let myself down? And therefore, I can't be... See, the thing... Look, let's take what, what Wiener's situation is now. He's, rep, he's rep, representing a constituency, people that really believe in him. And um, with this um, new, this new um, material coming out about him, look, look at the change. Now, that's on a big scale. Now look how the people will begin to feel about them. And also how believable he will be in his um, congressional role. And how those who can always step back and say, yeah, but we got this on him. Um, So the representation of others, in our case, our families, our I mean, doesn't his credibility just go out of the window at a level? I mean, even if he is doing <clears throat> great work, God's work, call it whatever you will, but that indiscretion leads to, you know, it, it crosses the board, mm-hmm. you know, and then, I mean, his wife's pregnant too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's say, Gary, for you, um, have you, have you followed that case at all? Uh, yeah, I have. Um, Any take on it? You know, uh, it takes a lot of balls to uh, to be a public official these days and to be doing stuff like that. I mean, my 
my personal take on it is you don't take a picture that you don't want to get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you uh, that the, the you know that's just that level of okay. So it's all right to flash then. <laughs> At least there wasn't a picture. You know what I mean? It's like a it's a you well, know. I don't no no. I think that's a, that's an unfair thing. I mean, it, it doesn't. At least from what's come out so far, none of these women have come out and said that they weren't pleased to be getting these pictures. It's not to compare them to a flasher is a bit rough because that's not something anyone wants to happen to them. These appear appear to no, be no. No, I'm saying not. I'm saying not a photo versus you know. Okay, hey, here's my you know. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just uh, my my point is I don't really have a, a strong opinion on the the morality or the you know anything except for the intelligence, and I just think that anyone taking pictures like that and expecting them not to get out is an extremely ignorant thing because whether he sent them or eventually got hacked i mean there's a lot of political interest out there and somebody has always got a very vested interest in finding this shit and bringing these people down excuse my language okay so gary had his take on that the other thing is there's another level of it too it was more than a mistake. It was a kind of pathology involved in it. The part of him that went into that role alone at night or make sure his wife wasn't there or the different ways he might have done it and kind of um, kept going with it, it was like kind of a um, a dream world, a world that I can keep doing this and I won't be caught. And I got beyond... Um, intelligence or beyond rationality this other part was so strong it took over yeah super hubris too you know i mean it's it's a lot of ego in it a lot of megalomania in it yeah i mean that that goes beyond the reality of the situation and the great uh, responsibility of the situation and this is at all levels i remember in the prison Stories of um, of what the prisoners would say about that going one more step and still one more step and so on. I remember there was one fellow that um, um, the one I use the most when I think about this is um, he was in a robbery situation um, and a really small time robbery was two young kids in the store that were taken over for their parents temporarily, like a little kind of, I don't know what it was, a pawn shop or something. And and he, he, was, he was in armed robbery in that situation. And um, he said something all his life that he had that always carried him to the next step. He said like it was like a separate part, a ghost, something spell inside him that always said, do it. That was, do it. He would say, but no, no, it's not. do what he would say. So when he got to the end of this robbery and these two kids were there, um, that part said, do it. Kill the kids. Just, you know, do it. And he was fighting that part of him. And he, he, he that part always seems to have won out in the end. And he actually killed both of the kids and he was up. When I saw him, um, he was up... Um, uh, in death row, um, he was heading for a death penalty. But you know, that's an extreme. But there's parts in us that sometimes we battle with, 
I had like this more subtle one. You know, I was in Arizona a while back, and um, I had bombed a cigarette, and I was with, I was watching a game with um, my girlfriend and her parents and some friends, and I had bummed the cigarette off this waitress. And um, then I was hit up by my girlfriend, said, um, you know, where'd you get that cigarette? And I go, from the waitress. And the waitress had walked by at the time. And, you know, there were eyes exchanged. And she goes, um, do you know that every time you deal with a woman or a girl, there's always, like, a, a sexual nature to it? And I went, you know, what are you talking about? I just bummed a cigarette, but 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 that you know that whole defense thing, and then I, and then it hit me, and I thought about it, and um, it really sank in, and I, I was like, oh my, you know what? She's right, mm. you know. And there, and I have that. I do that with women, you know, mm. the charming thing or the playful thing mm-hmm. or or whatever it might be, and and I got and I have to watch that. I have to watch it a lot. Not a, not as much as I used to. I mean, before I wasn't even conscious of it. So, and it would take you into strange places, mm-hmm. you know, like this guy. I mean, I, but I got caught and I got called out on it. And, and then to face it was quite eye-opening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when she was talking to me about it and when I really thought about it, like my palms started to sweat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's, yeah. she's right. You know, and you feel, and you and you feel, um, and when you get caught that way, when a secret's exposed, it's, you know, it's embarrassing or whatever it might be at one level, but at another level, it lets you see yourself way much more deeply. Yeah, and that's freeing. Yeah, and then you, then you you can catch yourself doing it because I, uh, you know, it's with me, and I know where I got it. I got it from my dad. I mean, my dad used to do it all the time. I'd see him do it, and I'd go, what, what the fuck are you doing? You know, you're kind of hitting on that girl, Dad. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, and I don't want to be like my dad, but look at that. Wow. So, you know, that that was a big thing for me. And that happened about, you know, a year and a half ago or so, or a year ago. And um, and stuck with me. Mm-hmm. You, you, when you get caught like that, it sticks with you. Yeah. And the porno thing, too. You know, I mean, I think every guy's guilty of it. But it's a weird thing when you clean your house of porn. Mm. And it's it's kind of, it's good. As a matter of fact, I got some in the car today that I'm returning. <laughs> oh, shit. Mm. <laughs> I don't need it. <laughs> okay, so right. Gary, one's for you. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. <laughs> you can edit that out if you want. <laughs> That's coming out. <laughs> okay. So Ray talks about it at another level, one much more subtle. That's not really, at the moment, appears to be producing damage or anything. But, but it does give you damage. Yeah. It doesn't let you be in relationship. It doesn't let you be... It doesn't let you be wholehearted. Right. Now, the difference in the, in the now, why does he know anything about it now? Because as he, he used the term, I was caught. And that's an interesting part, unless we, and that's the same thing with Wiener now, that, you know, eventually whatever he's going, he's getting, going out of politics, whatever it may be. But the idea that it's out and it's caught, 
Um, and the suffering that he'll have to do for that. Uh, and the suffering Ray felt that moment once his uh, friend told him about that, made him aware of it, and then he really saw it. And that's something that we all need to go through. We need people to catch us, um, people that don't buy lies and so forth, or things we're doing unconscious. The, the more when that guy that said, I do, I do, um, I do, uh, but you know, that started from childhood. If somebody could have helped him with that, helped him to see where it was leading him and so forth, but it wasn't addressed. The world didn't pick it up, and he had it hidden well and so on. Well, you can, you can continue denying it, too. It's, you know, you can put up that fight, yeah. mm-hmm. which I, I have in the past. Like, I've been caught with um, porn before, you know, and mm-hmm. um, it was – and then you're embarrassed, and then, you know, you, 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 always, you can always chalk it – well, every guy does it. Well, this mm-hmm. is the – you know, you can always do that kind of story in your head and, and kind of skirt around it and live that yeah. way. Yeah. I mean, for a long mm-hmm. time, but then once it sinks in, you kind of see a different side to it, and you see how you're not really in the relationship, or that you're not vulnerable, or you're not. And I think guys have way more defenses than girls. Yeah, like a lot, just by nature, almost. Yeah, you know, and, and the point that Ray also, and he added with the pornography also. Now this. This is an underlying thing that goes on with people in relationship. It's even accepted sometimes by each other. Or a lot of times it's hidden. Uh, people that I see in, um, a lot over the years, many, many people, uh, it was mostly a male phenomenon, at least in my practice. And it, um, and it um, was, was done unknown by the female girlfriend or wife in the situation. But then Ray, Ray says, you know, it does, it does hurt. There is something that's taken away from the relationship. Um, and that's true. In other words, it's on the, and when he does it or somebody talks to the boys and they all do it and they all, you know, and it's, all it's so accepted. But the damage it does to um, an intimate relationship is beyond what any of us could even have an idea of. In other words, it's, it's a disease that's run so rampant in the world that's not even questioned anymore. It's like a gang that's on off. Mm. It's like you're not on to it. You ju- you joined a gang that's off. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, or turn a blind eye stuff, that kind of thing, and then you join that gang and you're off. And mm-hmm. with being off, let's let's um let's... I mean, actually, these guys are on, and this is our sponsor. Hey, everybody, if you shop at Amazon.com, like I don't, but you probably do, you know how convenient it is, and you know what great deals you get always. If you want to support the show, and I hope you do, every time you shop at Amazon, use the Amazon link on our site to get there. You support us with every purchase. You can even bookmark it, and we really appreciate it. Unbeatable convenience, amazing prices, great shipping rates. I love Amazon.com just because they support us, and I hope you do too. So please do. Thanks, Amazon. 
you know, and then Jim, what happens is you you hang, you find that element, you know, like it's a thread and it's it's under an underground thread, and you wind up hanging with that type of person, or yeah. you know, you th- that's a theme, and you're not even cognizant of Earth or conscientious of the theme yet. You know, here you are again or wherever you might be, you know, the bar scene, the whatever scene, the porno scene, you know. I mean, I know guys, you know, and I was one of them, you know, you do like porn exchanges, <laughs> you know, it's like a thing. I mean, I mean, we're talking now we're talking a long time ago, Joe, but, you know, I mean, it, it's it's there mm-hmm. and it's and it's um it's powerful. Mm, yeah. It's one that's not talked about. Or if it is talked about, it's always talked about by people who agree with it. I very rarely hear anything about any dissent of that, particularly amongst men. It's pretty much accepted that's a male thing. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's women involved in it too. But, um, and it's all right. And you do it and I do it. And um, it doesn't take away from anything. It doesn't, it doesn't seem to... Um, to affect my relationship with my wife, let's say, or girlfriend. And um, in fact, now that I've developed this whole dream thing about it, um, I, kind of in, I kind of bring my w- wife and girlfriend or into it, and almost like she becomes part of the pornography. And that's another part that's not thought about. In other words, I'll... Uh, well, uh, I'll use the images of what I saw and I'll superimpose them on my girlfriend and it's as though she's part of that world. It's Ouch. Like, it's like a disease that's so strong. Uh, anyway, we'll get back to that. That one, that one needs a lot more time um, to see what the impact of pornography has on, re- on um, relationship that wants to go deeper in intimacy. Okay, so Gary's telling me that um, we're coming to the end today, and um, and uh, so we'll begin our little summary uh, as he puts on our scat uh, situation. Number four. Number Make four. Make the quarter note feel good. One, two, oh, one, two, three. Okay, folks, so we started to talk about just a current thing in the news, Anthony Weiner, uh, like I'm calling the Weiner Syndrome, which ends up being our topic at the end, too. Um, His nickname's Tony Dick. <laughs> did you hear Ray? Okay. Um, so um, we're going to do that more, too. We'll actually take things going on in the world and see, kind of um, put, to, put that at our own life. Because we have some of that too, and might not be at that level, and we're not—we don't have that kind of responsibilities and representing all states and people and so on. We just have our little lives, but um, we're doing something of the same way. Our visible life and our invisible life are far apart, and we're not transparent to the world. Okay, so that's, now we'll sign off with our little. Scat? Oh, yeah, and I'm, uh, today we did on our jazz part of the show, we did, um, who did I say? We did that the composer, not Bernstein. Gern, not Gern. Burns, Burns, Burn. Uh, Berlin, Berlin. Berlin. Irving Berlin. Irving Berlin. 
Um, so we're going to continue with our jazz and introduce you to new composers. Ba ba do ba be ba 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 de ba do day. come on, here we go. All right, did you hear him? Woo, it's one of his better ones. Ba ba do ba ba bo. He's getting better, Ray. Here we go. Bo beep boo ba bo beep boo. Bo beep bo bo beep bo. All right. Give him some sixteenth notes. Here we go. Yeah. Okay, podcast, we'll see you next week. One, two, a one, two, three, four. Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC. Or email us at jimcarolla at adamcarolla.com.
You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network.